Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Well, it's not Reckless Speculation Thursday, but it's the next best thing because it's still a scoop. Well, ordinarily Tuesday. This week it's Wednesday. It's a very fluid week with the Vikings playing on Thursday night. It's Judd. It's Declan. It is Darren Doogie Wilson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. And, of course, scoopage podcast and fame here at uh, Score North. And let's get to the most important thing. The Vikings, they play Thursday night. They're 0-1. It's going to be a tough test. But let's back up a little bit, uh, Dukes. This is the first time we've gotten to connect since the report came out over the weekend that uh, talks with Justin Jefferson had broken off. And it sounds like they're probably not going to resume until March. So I know some people are getting tired of this and there's fatigue, but the reality is, the Justin Jefferson contract extension is very, very important and a crucial part of this franchise's future. What can you tell us about where things were left off when they did eventually decide uh, that talks were not going to result in an extension beyond his rookie contract? Well, good afternoon, Judd. Hello, Declan. Happy hump day. Thank you, gentlemen, for your flexibility on Tuesday, an atypical Tuesday. My schedule was all over the place. The Vikings having availability when normally they are off on a Tuesday. I also had to connect with the Minnesota Lynx who opened the playoffs tonight in Connecticut. So I was all over the place. So thank you here for the flexibility on Wednesday. We can resume our normal Thursday dialogue tomorrow, Reckless Speculation Thursday. This is not Reckless Speculation, Judd. My understanding from somebody directly involved from the Viking side is this that they were very, very close. Now, I get it. Close doesn't mean anything. Ultimately, Justin did not put pen to paper on Saturday. A deal did not get done. But at different points, the Vikings thought the deal would get done. I still see a deal getting done, Judd. Yes. The optics suggest this is now being put off until March. And yes, there hasn't been any new dialogue, is my understanding, but I'm not necessarily dismissing the idea of something potentially happening in season. Both sides are still motivated to get a deal done. What I can't quantify quite yet, Judd, is how the Nick Bosa contract, the $122.5 million guarantee, what sort of impact that number had on these negotiations going back to Thursday, Friday, into Saturday, a reminder, Bosa, Jefferson, represented by the same agency. Not the same individual agents, but the same agency. 
I will continue to say that Justin, in his mind, his representation's mind, has always aimed to be the highest paid non-quarterback. Well, if this thing gets done in March, it will still trend in that direction. But I just wonder how the Nick Bosa number impacted things. That is something I am still digging on. Dukes, do you feel that it was Jefferson's camp also maybe looking for a long-term deal? Do you think he was more in that Cooper Cup range? Just I, I know you don't have necessarily intel on the exact uh, contract length, but what does your gut tell you that he was probably looking to get in this first contract extension? Yeah, certainly not You know, a five-year deal, Declan, whether that's four or three. But my sense is more the short-term variety, certainly at least three. We're not talking a couple of years. We're talking at least three. But my sense is the number either was three or four, not necessarily five. Now, I will say on Bosa. So Bosa waits until after his fourth year. It worked out brilliantly, right? So this can still work out brilliantly for Jefferson after his fourth year year but I just know the Vikings at different points Friday into Saturday morning thought hey like we're just about to the finish line let's get this deal done and so to me it's interesting even 96 hours later that the deal did not get done yeah Dukes, I, I actually did check in with somebody last Friday and said what are the odds that this gets done on Saturday and certainly from an organizational standpoint you are correct they, their hope was that it would be a repeat of Adrian Peterson back in, I think, 2012, of Dalvin Cook, which was the day before the season. You put out a press release and say the deal is done. And then, uh, to use your phrase, everybody sings kumbaya. Uh, the interesting thing here, too, though, and this is what – so if it was that close, and I tried to ask Justin this a couple of ways at his press conference on Tuesday and pretty much got shut down, but I think it's a fair question <laughs> – I, yeah, tried, I think it is too. Yeah. I tried to ask if they come to you, like if you're that close, like let's say you are in the red zone, you are at the five yard line. I said, if they come to you and say, Hey, let's talk about this. And I, I just, uh, for the sake of the discussion at that point throughout week five, but I said, if they come to you and say, let's, you know what, let's try and get this done. I said, are you open to that? Because there are some guys that are like, no, once the season starts, we the contract is done. I don't care if it's me talking to you or my agent. I don't want to be bothered. Um, and he said, that's up to the team. And so I went back and said, yeah, but what about you? And he said uh, something along the lines of, um, I'm not sure right now. Or So it did leave a little bit of interpretation, in my opinion, that if the Vikings circle back before the season is done, that they would at least listen. I'm not sure of, of that, but he didn't. He did not tell me no. The season started. I'm done. We're not going to talk again until March. So, if they're as close as you're saying, which I believe, you know, there is that possibility that the Vikings say, you know what, bye week, which is December, I think. Let's try and get this done so we don't have it hanging over our heads, especially going into a March when you don't necessarily know who your quarterback's going to be. Correct. That's why I'm just saying. Yes, I get it. The optics suggest March, but it could get done. Yeah, I don't think it's getting done like September or even October. I think you're right. You know, we're talking the bye week later in the season. But I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if at some point talks pick back up that the two sides really want to get a deal done, that they ultimately do get a deal done. I still think, Judd, it's when, not if. Like, I haven't backed off that stance. It's going yeah, to happen. He's not being the Vikings traded. Re- 
franchise. They need to pay the face of the franchise. Regardless of who the quarterback is going to be next year, they are going to take care of Justin Jefferson. Agreed. Dex. Did did the factor of TJ Hawkinson's deal taking so much time, did that hurt the potential of this deal getting done? Or was, hey, they obviously knew that they had to get two big extensions done this offseason. It just happened to be that TJ's deal got done also towards the last minute or maybe longer than expected. Did that deal delay the process of getting Jefferson's deal done? Or do you not get that sense? I don't get that sense, Declan. I mean, they had been going back and forth with Neil Cornrich going back a while. Right. I mean, we're talking many months. Right. So the groundwork had been laid on both fronts. Right. Rob Brzezinski, who handles these negotiations, who does a great job, has for multiple decades, you know, making sure the Vikings are cap compliant, managing their cap. He can do simultaneous negotiations. Plus, he has others who help who have their fingerprints on these negotiations. So my sense, Declan, is fair question. But my sense is no, like the Vikings weren't derailed because of the Hawkinson negotiation, somehow the Jefferson then talks went sideways. No, that that was not the case. So, Dukes, on, because of the game on Thursday in the short week, Cousins and Jefferson talked yesterday. I saw you in the locker room at TCL. Not that it was filled with players, but what was your takeaway? Because, you know, the, this team is teetering on, and very easily by late Thursday night could be 0-2. Um, the loss on Sunday was certainly not – a good loss. I think the Vikings beat the Vikings more so than Tampa Bay did. But what was your takeaway from the access that we've gotten since about sort of the demeanor of a team that very well could be trying to climb out of an 0-2 hill by the time they play the Chargers in week three? Yeah, so I was in the locker room for a bit on Monday and Tuesday, spoke with a number of players. The sense I got was, hey, guys are okay. Hopefully Scooby's Scooby's upset. Scooby's Scooby's mad. He wants cousins. The male, okay, mailman. Mailman. You know, it's not always a mailman. Uh, male lady. Women delivering the mail now, so the male person. But in this case, the male <laughs> man just approached the door. You know what's impressive about that? This guy must be on top of things because the last handful of days, when I've been home, like at six o'clock at night, six thirty at night, that's when the male person arrives. So the fact that he's I've here, taking this house, twelve fifteen. Yep. Uber impressive. Applause yep. to my. To my mailman for the day. I don't know if he's our normal guy. Doesn't look familiar, but I'm not here every day when the mail arrives. But good job by by that guy. So I spoke with, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 guys combined Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I think the mood was okay. I mean, I got turned down multiple times by Marcus Davenport. I'll tell you this much. So I saw Marcus Davenport in the locker room on Monday limping badly. The limp wasn't as noticeable on Tuesday, but was still limping. The right ankle wrapped. Heck, if he's out there tomorrow night, there's no way he's able to play at 100%. Like, the ankle is bothering him. Now, they may decide, hey, he can give us enough snaps. Let's dress him. Let's have him go out there. But I'm just telling you, the ankle isn't anywhere near, based on the way he was moving in the locker room, how normally – accessible he is in this case turned me down monday and tuesday yeah like he's a good dude he normally says yeah no problem i got a minute or two for you nope turn me down monday and tuesday so if you see marcus davenport out there tomorrow night just know the ankle is not 100 i would also be worried about christian derisaw's ankle so he too may be out there but he's not going to be 100 percent garrett bradbury the back 
he's not going to play. At least I don't expect him to play. The question is, when does he return? Is he back for the Chargers game? Or is this more, you know, a potential IR stint where he's out for, you know, four games or more? But I don't anticipate seeing Garrett Bradbury tomorrow night. But overall, I mean, I thought guys were, you know, okay. I will tell you, Jay Ward told me, Vikings rookie safety, that the penalty that, hey, maybe that game is different, right? When you talk about self-inflicted wounds, I mean, think about that penalty, right? Tampa turns three into seven because he's off sides. He claims to me, Judd, that he turned to the official, asked if he was lined up okay. He claims, for what it's worth, he claims the official said, yes, you are good. I guess that's a harsh lesson for Jay Ward to realize that the officials have zero obligation to tell you the truth, right? So I don't know if he really did or not. He claims, like, I asked a follow-up question. He's like, yes, I really did. I asked the official right then and there. I said, hey, am I lined up onside? He claims the ref said yes. Then they throw the flag for him being offside. So that was one thing that that absolutely jumped out. Had a nice conversation with a Caleb Evans. I'll tell you what, a Caleb Evans... I know, like, the easy answer is Byron Murphy Jr., but I just wonder, this is assuming a Caleb can stay healthy, because I get it. He had the concussions last year. I understand that. But I think, like, even by mid to late October into November, we may be talking about a Caleb Evans, not Byron Murphy Jr., being the Vikings' best cover corner. I just thought he was really good on Sunday. So I always enjoy my back and forths with him. Makai Blackman told me, now, no surprise that he was out there. He played about 15 snaps. He told me on that last real play for Tampa, the third and 10 conversion, the out, Chris Godwin, nice catch, keeps his feet in bounds, you know, game essentially over Tampa, just takes some knees thereafter. That Blackman told me that Godwin wasn't his direct responsibility. I didn't get into all the inner workings. I didn't go far down the rabbit hole of exact defensive responsibilities there, but he led me to believe that Godwin wasn't his direct guy on that play. Dukes, uh, why don't you tell our audience, too, before we get to maybe more Vikings notes or other notes you have in the scoop bag, uh, you're looking trim. How did you lose all that weight, sir? Well, yeah, Declan, the journey began on July 2nd, so we're now multiple months into it, thanks to my friends at MNFatLoss.com. Down 20 pounds and counting. My goal going back to early July was, yeah, like 20 to 25 pounds, but more importantly, was hoping to have more energy. Well, guess what? I do. I am energized. I've got these two kids all over the place. I mean, I'm a part-time Uber driver. You know, last night, you know, different TV (laughs) schedules, so I'm home early enough. Well, guess what? I transitioned from TV job to part-time Uber driver. I'm running kids all over the place, football practice. Baseball practice, baseball practice tonight, football practice, actually a game tomorrow night because of the Jewish New Year on Saturday. So younger son has football on Thursday night when normally it would just be a mini practice. Now he's got practice and a game. Older son has a big baseball tournament to prepare for this weekend. So another practice tomorrow night. It's nonstop. So I need energy to chase those kids around. It's all thanks to my friends at MN fatloss.com, an easy-to-follow plan, nothing crazy, no hypnosis, no counting points. You're doing it the right way, naturally. And they're not overbearing. I mean, they give you the guidance you need, 
but they don't blow up your inbox, your phone, anything crazy like that. They just provide the guidance you need. It's then on you, right? I'm 43 years old now. So you think about wanting to have energy as I get to Judd's age into my fifties, eventually, hopefully God willing into my sixties, seventies, right? Need to eat the right way to have the right energy, to be able to move my body. So it's all thanks to mnfatloss.com. mnfatloss.com's unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. Many patients lose, like me, 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600, 763-312-7600, or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, DC. Results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is the uh, scoopage on this? The, um, the job status especially of right guard Ed Ingram, who I know thinks he had a good game on Sunday. He did. I asked him the question on Monday, Judd. Oh, was that you? That was me. I just said, so how do you evaluate? It was an open-ended question. How do you evaluate your play? And hey, I give Ed credit. He's never once, going back to his rookie year, he's never once turned me down for an interview. Yes. Everybody else then came over. But yeah, I think it was me and so was you. Okay. Channel 4 who initiated that nice. conversation on Monday may have been more the channel four reporter in this instance, just because I didn't see Ed out of the corner of my eye, but I oftentimes have back and forth with Ed Ingram. He has never once turned me down, but I asked the question, how do you evaluate your play from Sunday? The first words out of his mouth, I'm slightly paraphrasing, but the video is on KSTP.com. If you go to the sports page, shameless plug for our TV sports website, we've got the interview segment somewhere. I just said, Hey, Ed, how do you evaluate your play? The first words out of his mouth, I played well. Then he took it from there. But, okay. yes, he thinks he had a good game. My sense, Judd, you know why he's saying that? Because, and I don't understand it, but my sense is he's saying it because the coaches are telling him that. So I'm trying to figure out why exactly the coaches, unless it's positive reinforcement, but I don't right. get why the coaches are relaying to him that he's playing well. I don't understand it. I would have signed Dalton Reisner many, many weeks ago, but there just there has been zero steam. There's still zero steam. I know he got a bunch of people excited with that tweet the other day or that X the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, the departures at the airport, nothing. Crickets. Just there hasn't been anything cooking with the Vikings. So uh, off that point, though, 
What is your sense that if if Ingram, in air quotes, has another good game on Thursday, that the Vikings might look to at least bring in a guard or center to to the 53, not named Dalton Reisner, before the Week 3 game against the Chargers? Yes, that would be something I would keep an eye on, Judd. Absolutely. That I would not be surprised if they make a move. My hunch would be somebody that's on someone's practice squad right now. So we're talking more a depth move, not an immediate starting lineup type move. If they went that route, I mean, they have a healthy opinion of David Questenberry. So at some point, do you explore that possibility? But I could see them making a move. It may just be as simple as Garrett Bradbury. The back is going to keep him out for a few weeks. So, hey, we need to fill that roster spot. But I would not be shocked after tomorrow night if the Vikings do make a move on an offensive lineman. Uh, transitioning to the Twins, Dukes, unless you got anything uh, Vikings-related left in that bag, I did see Byron Buxton uh, cortisone shot. Is that what I saw? Or, or for, for trying to get that knee healthy, he only plays like, what, a game and a half basically with St. Paul? I mean, the likelihood, it seems, of him even making the playoff roster, which were small before this rehab start, appear almost now at nil. Yeah, I mean, cortisone shot in the knee on Sunday. My understanding is he's feeling pretty good here now, you know, 48 to 72 hours later. But yes, any attempt by any of us to project Byron Buxton being in center field or even in the lineup as the DH on Tuesday, October 3rd, would be ridiculous, would be asinine. We just don't know. Now, hey, if he is, great, fantastic. He is still going to make some sort of attempt to actually play center field sometime this month for the St. Paul Saints, that they are not ready, even if we think they should be, they are not ready to pull the plug completely on the idea of Byron Buxton playing in the outfield, heck, playing baseball the rest of this season. But yes, now with the cortisone shot, it's just it's been one thing after another. Super unfortunate. I'll continue to say that's the toughest guy mm-hmm. in that clubhouse. Do not question that man's toughness. But at this point, Judd, you've talked about it. You know, with the knee, the knee is going to be an issue for the rest of his playing career. Yeah. That's not changing. It just isn't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so to, to bring a ray of twins positivity, because I love to be positive, let's talk about last night, Louis Varland. So so Joe Ryan basically bulldogs his way through four and two-thirds. I would not say he pitched well, but I will give Ryan, Lopez, and Gray credit for one thing. When they don't pitch well, they ordinarily leave with a pitching line where, where the Twins might not have gotten – uh, the innings that they wanted, but it's not a disaster. And last night was not. Varlin comes in and what? Um, with two on in the in the fifth, two outs, gets a fly out to left, proceeds to strike out the next three guys in the sixth, and then uh, pitches another inning before departing. This had to be the blueprint. Like I watched that and I thought this is the playoff blueprint. This is Dukes. I've said this for a while now. Everything I'm seeing from the Twins. I look at through the prism of a playoff game, a first round game. You should. That, That's it. That, yes. that had that had to be and and he was throwing, I think, 95, 96. The cutter was a threat. That had to be as encouraging a thing as the twins have seen 
um, from the bullpen in a while because it looked like something that would be a legitimate blueprint to win a game one or two in the playoffs. 100%. I mean, the Velo even hit 98. Yep. He can approach 99, even 100. But yeah, more so 97, 98, but certainly 95 or 96. Much better last night compared to Saturday against the Mets. So the fact he rebounded, pitched on Saturday, yep. came back to then pitch on Tuesday. So he's getting used to that routine, coming back not on four days rest or five days rest starting a game, but getting used to coming out of the bullpen. I agree. I think we can make the leap that we can foresee a scenario where Louis Varland is on that first-round playoff roster, that he is one of the arms coming out of the bullpen. Now, I don't know the exact number of pitchers they will take for that best of three, right? So game one, Tuesday, October 3rd. I don't know who the opponent will be. I still think it'll be Toronto, Judd, but it could be Houston, Seattle, or Texas. But I think it'll be Toronto. I just happen to think Houston will win the West. Seattle will be the five. And Toronto will be the six. And Texas misses the playoffs. But it could be any of the four. But regardless of who the opponent is, right? regardless of the number of pitchers they will take, is it 11 or is it 12? Right, You're only playing three games. You can then switch the roster you advance to the second round to play the two seed in my scenario, the two seed Houston Astros with game one on Saturday, October 7th, you can switch your roster. But for that first round, whether it's 11 pitchers or 12 pitchers, we are trending in the direction the way Louis Varland especially looked last night that he can be one of those guys out of the bullpen. Then you consider the possibility of Chris Paddock who looked pretty good last night for double-A Wichita. Heck, Jorge Alcala is also at double-A Wichita. Brock Stewart begins his rehab assignment on Friday in Des Moines with the Saints. Nick Gordon begins his rehab assignment tomorrow in Des Moines with the Saints. Could Nick Gordon, if the leg is feeling okay, I saw him running a target field about seven to ten days ago, he looked pretty good. You could tell a little apprehension wasn't quite running how you think Nick Gordon can run, but he's still really, really fast. So do you consider the possibility of Nick Gordon as a late-inning pinch runner? He still needs to demonstrate more. Like, I'm not to that point, but it's For something Stevenson? to think about. Yeah, or Stevenson. Instead I mean, of Stevenson? Yeah, I mean, it would be one or the other, right? right. But not yes, control. I mean, just that idea of a late-inning pinch runner, Stevenson or potentially Gordon, that would make sense. But I'm telling you, Brock Stewart had a nice chat with him on Friday in the clubhouse. He is feeling good. He threw another bullpen yesterday. He's feeling good. I get it. Knock on whatever with his injury history. I understand that. But Brock Stewart, when he was healthy for about a month stretch, Rocco even told us this on Friday. He goes, forget reliever. For that month stretch, Brock Stewart was about our best pitcher. So you think about the possibility of Brock Stewart being in the bullpen on October 3rd. Okay, it's starting to look more and more like this 18-game playoff losing streak minimum can end (laughs) and that the Twins win a playoff series for the first time in, was 02 the last time they won a playoff series? Declan, 02? Yeah, correct. Yep, 02. 
All right, so money ball. 21 years. So I'm just saying, we can start thinking about that possibility of the Twins winning a playoff series for the first time since 2002, yep. but certainly winning a playoff game for the first time since, would that have been the 4 Yankee series? Did they win game one and yes. lost three? Correct. Okay, so game one, 2004, winning a playoff game for the first time in 19 years. Uh, final scoop, sir. What do you got uh, left in that bag? I know you were doing some interview rounds uh, the last 48 hours. What else you got left in the scoop bag? Yeah, well, on the Eagles front, so N'Kobe Dean out. I'm sure you'll get into this more on Purple Daily, but James Bradbury still in the concussion protocol, so it looks like he's out. And Kenneth Gainwell, capable backup running back who the Eagles use all sorts of different ways, rib injury, it looks like he's out as well. So you think about the Vikings being dinged up, Darisaw, Davenport, Bradbury. You think about the Eagles, down a starting corner, down a starting linebacker, then a key offensive player. So that adds some intrigue. For tomorrow night, yes, I was over at Mayo Clinic Square this morning, bonding with new Timberwolves assistant coach Corliss Williamson. He will focus on transition defense plus rebounding. We'll spend a lot of time with Carl Anthony Towns, just based on Cat's schedule. You know, playing for the Dominican in the World Cup. You know, now just getting some free time before training camp starts end of this month. Corliss told me he actually hasn't yet connected with Cat. But that will happen. So the Wolves will start training camp, their first day of practice, Friday, September 29th. Media day, Thursday, September 28th. They will begin before many other teams because they're heading over to Abu Dhabi. They leave on Sunday, October 1st for that foreign trip. So many teams, you'll see many teams have media day on Monday, October 2nd and start training camp on Tuesday, October 3rd. Well, the Wolves will have their first practice on Friday, September 29th. So Corliss very much looking forward to working with Cap, but he'll also spend a good amount of time with Rudy. He has already spent a good amount of time with Nas Reed. So a lot of the young guys are over at Mayo Clinic Square now getting work in. Luca Garza, you know, Josh Minot, certainly Nas Reed, right? I mean, all the guys that played in the World Cup, understandably, they are getting rest. But a lot of the Wolves' young guys are over there right now getting work in. So Corliss has already formed bonds with a lot of those young guys, but namely Luca Garza and Nas Reed. But that's a good addition. You think about Big Nasty, NCAA champion at Arkansas, NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons Love in 2004, oh, yeah. assistant oh. coach, Sacramento Kings, Phoenix Suns, Orlando yeah. Magic. He yeah. has a lot of knowledge. So that is a really good addition. Let me also add the way this came about. So Corliss has been out of the NBA for four years. His choice, he has a son that now is a Division One basketball player, but he was helping coach that son. So he wanted to focus on his family, but now he wants back in the NBA. He has a solid friendship with Micah Nori, Wolves assistant. They worked together in Sacramento. So Corliss reached out to Micah. Micah then went to Chris Finch. The ball got rolling, but Corliss did not have any sort of pre-existing relationship with Chris Finch before June. But Mike and Nori got the ball rolling. Chris and Corliss hit it off, and now Corliss Williamson is a Wolves assistant coach. Nothing new on the Jaden McDaniels extension front. We'll see. I still think a deal can get done, but nothing new as I sit here on September 13th. Awesome stuff, Great Dukes. Stuff. Talk, Thank uh, you, all right, boys. Talk tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Reckless Speculation Thursday. Reckless. Look forward to it. We're going okay. all reckless all the time. I love it. Can't Bye. wait. Thanks, Dukes. By the way, uh, shout out to our friends at Fratelloni's, uh, Fratelloni's, where you can get these great 
Weber Grills. Okay, I got the kebabs. I had the burgers on there even last night, not shown here on the YouTube channel. Uh, oh, but so great awesome. options, okay? You can grill up anything you want. In fact, Jed, I got some wings for Thursday night football that I'm throwing on the grill for oh, tomorrow. Really? Yeah, look. Kebab, I mean, I, I'm a big kebab guy. I love kebabs. Love and the kebabs. then, um, I mean, come on. Football, wings, Thursday night football. Thursday is one of my favorite days of the week. Hey. The Vikings, if I'm watching a funeral, at least I'll have my, uh, my good food with me there as well. Uh, subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Another scoop session tomorrow. Uh, go check out, write that down. We got flagrant howls, Judd's hockey show coming at you this week to uh, hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment.